The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. All right, and welcome to the show today. Welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. This show is designed to help you make consistently smart financial decisions. I'm your host, Ethan Broga. I'm one of the principals of Empirical Wealth Management, and I have a master's degree in financial planning, and I'm a certified financial planner. I'm joined today with my business partner and good friend, uh, Kenneth Smith, who's our CEO of our company, has a master's degree in financial analysis, is also a, a certified financial planner. And today, we have actually have a special guest. His name is Stephen Gouchard. He's our investment analyst. Stephen is uh, a, cert- a chartered financial analyst and is uh, one of the members of our investment committee. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Ethan. It's good, good to be thanks, here. Thanks, Ethan. Good to, good to see you again, as usual. This is the first time we've had uh, three of us on the show at one time, in, in, in one show, so that's kind of a, a fun experience for us today. Yeah, hopefully it will, uh, won't be too overwhelming for the audience here. That's right. But uh, I've got a little, little sore throat situation going on, so uh, hopefully you guys can step it up a notch. Uh, you sound great. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I think your Mahjong tea will help you out with that. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Hey, guys, uh, what were we going to talk about today? I know we have a bunch of things we're going to get through. What would you like to start with? Well, I think uh, we had a conversation on one of the recent shows uh, talking about asset allocation, talking Mm -hmm. about various um, retirement strategies and investing. And we had talked about, uh, you know, I heard a radio program that I was listening to, and this lady was talking about the fact that traditional investment uh, advice and asset allocation is garbage because I guess because we went through a market downturn all of the all the research on how to construct prudently construct portfolios mm-hmm. went out the window and now she's just focusing on uh, managing risk and doing it in a way where the investor gets participation in the upside with no no uh, loss potential so I, we had asked Steve to take a look at some of the products out there, and uh, we kind of assumed <laughs> that it was more of an annuity-type product that she's talking about. Right. So Steve was going to kind of take a little gander at some of the stuff, and we were just going to have a general conversation about it and see how, how it all turns out. Yeah, I, I, interesting, these type of things. I wonder if, uh, 
you know, they're, they're obviously coming on the heels of a, of a severe market downturn. And while I don't have much of a doubt that during the downturn, that specific investment vehicle being talked about now on that other radio show would have done probably okay during the downturn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's specifically for that type of event. But in normal types of market environments, probably doesn't do nearly as well. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what the, I'd expect the findings to, to show. I wonder what we'll, we'll see here in a minute. Yeah, it's the, you know, are we, are we solving yesterday's problems yeah, ex- kind of the thing. Exactly. Um, instead of looking in the, in the, out the, the front window and saying, hey, ha, ha, that may have been a temporary solution, but as we've talked about, most of the portfolios that we've constructed and managed our clients did experience down some of the downturn, but also fully participated in the recovery. Mm-hmm. And Steve, I don't know, you can comment on this as to where we are to date, but I think getting close to an 80%, up to a 80% allocation, it was back to a break-even point from the very, very, very peak of the stock market down to the bottom to where we are today. That's correct. So all of our clients that were in more conservative allocations were were already above the break-even point from the very peak of the market. Mm-hmm. Forgetting about if we just said, what did they do over the last 10 years? And they've done very well. Right. If we define well as staying ahead of inflation and doing better than just a general U.S. stock market index. So there are very good ways of constructing a portfolio to manage volatility to target returns that you are trying to achieve. Um, and just uh, before we talk about these annuity products, Steve, I just I looked up some of the data on fixed annuity sales um, during before and kind of after the market downturn. And heading into the first quarter of 2008, there were uh, um, there was a a 74% sales increase in fixed annuities in the first quarter of 2009 relative to the first quarter of 2008. So numbers, because that's when we hit the bottom of the market, right, was in the first quarter of the yeah, that's 2009 right. segment. Exactly. Um, so year over year, you had a 74% sales increase, according to um, this article I've found published on the Life and Health uh, National Underwriter website, which tells me, and we've seen the same studies, right, Steve, when we talk about money going between stock mutual funds and fixed income funds at market highs and lows, low points. Um, investors are, I, I'm I'm baffled by these numbers because what, were, were the annuities more appropriate after the market hit the bottom than they were at any other time? Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that the time to reduce your risk after you've already <laughs> experienced <laughs> the decline? Yeah, when the, when the market has is, is declined uh, significantly. Yeah, just for that year, I mean, looking at the, just looking at the chart here, if you decided to pull your money out near the bottom of the stock market in the first part of 2009 and didn't reinvest and said you bought a a fixed annuity or something similar to that, and you were previously in stocks, especially, mm-hmm. you know, that money, you, you basically gave up, it looks like here, around 30% on the year uh, in terms of returns for that particular year, just on the S&P or something like that. Um, that's a pretty big price to pay, you know, in terms of, boy, I gave up 30% and I locked in a fixed annuity, say, at 5 or 6%. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just tough. It's very unfortunate that that's, that's usually what happens, you know, absent some some guidance that in, in incorporates advice, looking at all different aspects of your financial life. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 
could be potentially pretty pretty painful. But um, so Steve, let's let's talk about what you what you got there with this annuity situation. Okay, well, so when you described um, this radio show that you heard, and the woman was offering or offering some sort of investment product that had stock market like returns uh, with no downside risk, um, I took a look at the the annuity market, and there are just a myriad of different products available. But the my guess is what uh, this person was talking about was were um, equity index annuities, mm-hmm. and what an equity index annuity is is it's a vehicle where you um, pay some money to an insurance company. So you, you pay a premium, just like any other sort of policy. And um, a lot of times your money's locked up for you know about 10 years where you can't withdraw it without having a penalty. And over this time period, uh, you will receive a portion of the stock market index generally. It's S&P 500. And there's a guaranteed minimum return. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you'll, you won't receive less than that. Um, and then, so I mean, just a lot of times people—that's you know what the salesman tells you—and it sells. It sounds like too good to be true. And then they also throw in um, a death benefit if you die. <laughs> if you die before the end of the contract. Perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah. Was this good. is unrehearsed. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well done. And um, in addition, the any growth is tax deferred. So. Um, yeah. Right. So the tax deferred buildup. So if there is growth, it's taxed at ordinary income rates. Yeah, that's true. Not capital <laughs> gains rates, which are typically at least a little more favorable, mm-hmm. I suppose. So, I mean, those are the four benefits. That's what the, the salesperson is going to tell you when they're trying to um, peddle this product. And um, Pedal, I, uh, Steve, you say peddle. <laughs> that's strong language, my friend. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> This, this is what was that? <laughs> it was a garbage can. Oh, right, right. right. Not okay. to say not to say that uh, all fixed annuities are bad, but no. Let's no. talk about why. I'll oh, go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I don't want to um, say anything about generalize about all annuities because there are some annuities that have much favorable, more favorable characteristics. But the equity index annuities, I think that's why I use that term pedal, is just because um, when I did some further research, they look pretty bad for pretty much anyone. But well, let's talk about yeah. It. Let's describe why is that. Let's why tear is this case. thing apart, Steve. Okay. So, um, one problem is when they say you receive, you know, a portion of the S&P 500 returns, for example. What does that mean? Well, um, a lot of times we'll have some sort of participation rate where you only get 50% of the upside. Um, hmm. maybe you know, it's some, generally it's some weight rate between like, you know, 50 and hundred percent, but, um, you're, that's one way that they will limit your, your returns. Um, another way is. When they say S&P 500, they're talking about the S&P 500 price index. So any dividends that a normal investor <laughs> in S&P 500 would receive, you don't receive. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and historically, dividends have been about uh, nearly half the returns you get from equities. So Over the long term? Over the long term, yeah. The compound, oh my gosh. So that's a huge disadvantage. <laughs> that is pretty bad. And a lot of times they'll have some sort of uh, cap on annual growth. So you say, well, you can't earn more than 15%. And um, a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't need more than 50%. 15% is fine. But in years, you know, in like 2009, when S&P 500 was up, um, you're missing out on that growth. And that's, if you, if you were to have this maximum, it would lower your returns by a certain amount. So. Wow. Now, and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. When we look at the distribution of stock market returns, um, a lot of times it's those good 
years, right, Steve, that you get a – it's very infrequent that you get that average 10% per year. That exactly. The, yeah. So those studies about missing the top 10, 20, 30, 40 trading days over a 40-year period and how, how could dramatically reduce the compound return. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The insurance companies understand that relationship, mm-hmm. and they're they're looking at these at these probabilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and um, the these insurance companies are definitely looking at the data, and they're adding all sorts of complexities that the average investor, let alone the average financial and professional, uh, will have difficulty understanding. Um, a lot of times, they'll use simple interest rates rather than compound interest rates, just mm-hmm. kind of a, a gotcha, something that would be really hard to read in the fine print, understand what that means. Um, and there are all, all sorts of complicated indexing methodologies that they they add to these products. And I think um, when you're presented with an investment vehicle that's extremely complex, um, you should probably wonder why it's complex. Yeah, it always favors the person issuing it, not the person buying it. Yeah. Are these people in the back room designing these products? Let's add these weird things so we can make this better for the investor and worse for us. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. I'll bet that's true. Well, Steve, uh, on the radio program I had heard, she was screaming about, well, our investors start out with a return of 7%. Mm-hmm. you have any idea how that's working out or where they're getting that from? Uh, yeah, I'd have to look at the specific okay. product, but um, there's so many different types of products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't I mean to interrupt real quick, but I, I would bet they could have some type of some type of teaser rate for the first six months or mm-hmm. maybe for the first month, but they annualize that 7%. You know what I mean? Hey, the first um, month, we'll give you yeah. 7% annually. It wouldn't surprise okay. me at all. Really? You divide 12, you know. I know well, we're coming up on time here. I have so. some more questions. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk a little more about these products. We'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism 
autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, and we're back. Thanks for joining us today. I thought before we jump back into our conversation about uh, annuities with Stephen and Ken here that we would give out our contact information. Uh, if you have a question or would like to talk to us um, or ask a question on the show, feel free to give us a, an email at contact at empiradio.com. And you can also reach us at the office here directly at 800-923-4307. And if you're an individual investor looking for some some good investment advice, feel free to give us a call. We'd love to talk with you, have the chance to review your current situation and, and uh, provide some, some recommendations to help construct your portfolio the way we think it ought to be. And, of course, if you're a, a, an advisor out there looking to partner up with a very uh, experienced and well-established firm like ours, we'd also love to hear from you. Uh, our number, again, is 800-923-4307. All right, guys, let's get back to our discussion on nudies here. Um, while we're, while we're on the on the break, there we were talking about some other aspects of the annuities that we didn't find. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we're suboptimal is a good word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can talk about that for a second. Well, we had talked about. I had asked Steve. You know that what I had heard this lady saying was, "Hey, there's a guaranteed first year seven, eight, or nine percent." Right. Um, and so I was looking up while we were on the break some of the annuity websites and. It looks like they do offer a variety of teaser rates at the first year. And well, why do they call them teaser rates? Well, because there's uh, that may be the first year, but they're going to make that up somehow. Um, and they're going to do it through lower returns through the rest of the annuity period. I see. Or other clauses um, that they could structure it at where, you, where, you're, where they'll make it up. Mm-hmm. So interest rates are where they are. 
Um, if someone's willing to pay you a higher than standard interest rate given their credit rating, there's something going on there, right, Steve? Yeah. So you you certainly have to be very aware of that, and we've talked about that on in the bond side of our portfolios. We believe it's a mistake to go out and search securities solely based on the yield. Right. And maybe you could share a little bit about that, Stephen, what your view is on that. Oh, um, well, my view is that people are often uh, faced with a difficult choices when they're taking income from their portfolio and then all of a sudden treasuries drop, for example. And right now yields are a lot lower than they were um, just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, people just have this tendency to uh, what we call stretch for yield, where um, they feel like I need 5% income. If I can't get it in treasuries like I used to, we'll now have to find something that will give me 5%. Right. And um, a lot of times that'll put them into uh, high-yield bonds or even um, high-dividend-paying stocks or um, annuities with 7% guaranteed returns. Um, and I guess what you have to understand is um, when yields are low, there's no getting around it. And any time that you're taking something that's higher yield, it's because you're taking higher risk. Right. And you mentioned something there, too, the, the nuance of the language, right? Yeah. The 7% return, mm-hmm. or the 7%, what was the other words that you used for that? I wasn't exactly sure. I don't recall, but oh. explain the difference or what, how, how that can be constructed in a way that isn't as it, as it seems to be. Um, okay, well, a lot of times, like with a high-yield bond, um, mutual fund, for example, or even an individual bond, they'll say, well, the yield is 10%. Um, so each year you're going to get 10% um, until you don't. And so uh, risky securities, um, a certain percentage are going to default. That's you know why they're risky, and um, and all of a sudden you're not you're not getting ten percent. You're getting you know negative one hundred percent. You're saying if it, the stated return is ten percent, yeah. uh, and all of a sudden your your security that you purchase goes to zero because mm-hmm. it goes to default, mm-hmm. uh, and you lose all your money. Obviously, that's a significantly large loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean, hopefully no one's buying a, you know, a single high-yield bond, but right. when you're buying a, a high-yield bond fund, for example, um, the 10% yield uh, is not factoring in the, the default rate. And so say there's a you know, 20% default rate. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Then really your expected returns is about 8%. Right. So. And in terms of the annuity, again, getting back to that real quick, how we were just talking on the break, how we had uh, the 7% return again was a function of, of what was dividend income to me? Or no? Was there some other component? Well, part of that could be the return of capital, right? Right, exactly. Mm. So, so the way annuities have to distribute the income, mm-hmm. um, particularly from a tax perspective, some of it is coming back as interest. Some of it is returning your capital. So I guess what you have to be cognizant of is when you're being quoted rates, if you put $100,000 in and someone said, hey, we're going to give you $7,000 a year, mm-hmm. That's uh, 7%, right? But a portion of that is the fact that, you know, you're never getting your $100,000 back again, right? So because you've given them that, um, it's being annuitized. So some form of that is, was in, some portion of that is an interest. That's how they're getting that payment. Right. And some form of it is coming back as uh, your capital or your principal that you put in. Right. So as an example, on the $7,000 Hundred thousand dollars, seven percent, right? Return. Maybe you have a situation where five thousand dollars is interest, 
and maybe $2,000 as actual principal, i.e. return of your own money. Mm -hmm. And they're using that as part of the calculation of the return, mm -hmm. which is obviously misleading, right? Yeah. You should, they should just say, oh, it's 5%. Mm -hmm. That's the interest part of it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, a little bit mis misleading there, yeah. to say the least. Um, I think you'd, you would want to, I mean, and, and we can talk a little about more about this when we get back into this idea of these equity index-linked annuities, Steve, but there are other ways to... Um, there are the ways to to skin the cat, as it were. Um. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, um, <laughs> hey, where's the crickets on that one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that was a good one. I nah, just get around. <laughs> but the girls liked it, you know. <laughs> Over again. So, what I'm saying is, there are other ways to construct portfolios where you could create your own. In effect, create your own annuity. Simon liked that one, um, <laughs> right, Steve? And and when you look at some of the the data on this, the returns, um, we can talk about some of the benefits. But the, if you did it right, you, you'd have complete control over your over your assets, mm -hmm. and uh, theoretically could accomplish a similar thing with less expense and drag. Yeah, when I when I heard about this. Um you know, a floor, minimum floor on these annuities. Uh, I wanted to see, well, what kind of portfolio could, could provide the same protection if, uh, without using an insurance company? And so when they say, you know, you, you're guaranteed to get your money back, what they'll mean is the uh, most common calculation they'll use is they'll take 90, okay, you'll get 90% of your money back plus 3% interest. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if they calculated, you know, simple or compounded interest, but I just assumed compounded interest to their credit, and that works out to be um, about 1.9% return over uh, 10 years. So then I was like, well, what if you were to take, what if you were to invest a portfolio of 40% in S&P, 60% in treasuries, and um, I just look back to 1926. S&P stock, S&P 500 stock index? Yes. Okay. So just a basic stock, basic U.S. stock index, 60% in treasuries, um, and since 1926, the, the worst 10-year period, uh, you would have gotten 2%, which is better than the annuity floor. And that, that was in, if you invested in September of 1929, you know, right before the, the Wall Street crash and the, the Great Depression. Oh, I see. So over the entire 10-year period, which is the, the period of the annuity, mm -hmm. and the floor on that 10-year annuity, the worst mm -hmm. possible return was still <laughs> less than the worst stock market Bond market combined portfolio. Yeah, really? yeah. 1927. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, and clearly they, they didn't have to deal with the individual year risk there. So there's some, mm -hmm. I think, you know, psychological benefit. I can see that. But mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking to make your, make money over your lifetime, clearly that's a pretty, yeah. Uh, what's the word? Uh, underperforming way to do it. Exactly. And um, I thought, well, what if you invest in you know March of 1999, right before the the dot-com bubble crashed, and yeah. you took your money out in, you know, March of 2009, right. you know, when the stock market was half of what it is now. Um, and then in that case, you would have gotten 3.1% in this 60% treasuries, 40% stock market. So. Wow, still <laughs> much better than the floor maintained on the annuity. It's yes. amazing, actually. Like I said, I, I think that's a little shocking when you get into the numbers of that. Mm -hmm. Well, the insurance companies certainly are aware of these statistics, mm -hmm. which is why they can offer these these products. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you think there's such a good idea that the insurance companies are turning around and investing in the same types of products they sell? <laughs> probably not, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Probably, probably not. 
Um, given the fact that there are usually some pretty large commissions built into these products as well that they have to overcome, mm -hmm. it's got to be a pretty good deal for them. Exactly. So let's, for a second, talk about these. Um, so I, I guess to back up a second, what I was hearing, I, I'm pretty sure what we were hearing about on the radio program where the lady was, in my view, speaking out of ignorance um, and trying to use scare tactics to get people to put money into some product which she was likely going to earn a large commission on um, was one of these types of equity-linked uh, annuities or a different type of annuity that's offering a high yield in the first year. Um, and she was saying it in such a way that there's no reason to be invested in global stock and bond markets or other asset classes. This is the solution that I'm putting my client's money into. Um, and I want to talk about this in a bigger picture sense when we get back from the break here on asset allocation and where would an annuity fit in, if ever? What would it? What kind of person would it be good for? Can we do that, guys? Let's do it. I think it's good. You better believe it. All right, we'll be. Let's take a, sh a short breather. I got to regroup. Uh, let's retrench a little. And we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at empiricalfs.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. 
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, we're back. Thanks for joining us today at Empirical Investing Radio. Uh, we're exploring the exciting world of annuities on today's radio program. And uh, we, Steve and Ken, we have a few more points to make, I think, on the annuity discussion. We're going to talk about some uh, more aspects of the variable annuities and also some aspects of the fixed annuities. Mm. And then maybe talk about the type of ones that we might be inclined to recommend on occasion. Mm. Where would should we start with that conversation, fellas? Hey, before we do, I just... Uh this is Ken coming at you. I just wanted to. Uh, <laughs> that was good stuff. Give, give out our number again 1 800 923 4307. That's 1 800 923 4307. If you, a lot of these issues are very complicated. And if you're in a situation where you've gone through the market downturn and you got out of the market or you're not really sure if you're on track to retire at this point, you, I, I, I cannot uh, emphasize enough to stay away from someone who's trying to sell you a product. And we'd be happy. We don't sell products of any kind, whether it's investment products, insurance products, or any other kind of product. What we do is we get paid for our time uh, when, when, when you hire us to either manage your portfolio um, on a, in a fee-only environment fee-based environment or on an hourly, maybe, Ethan, you could... I was uh, just going to clarify, we were talking about this the other day. When we say fee-only a lot of times, I'm not sure that that is something that everybody is aware of what that means. Basically, it means we don't get paid on commission. So we have no incentive to do other than what we think is the best thing for you. And, you know, like Ken was saying, this for our, from our perspective, um, you know, there's no type of empirical accounts, there's no empirical products, there's no empirical mutual funds. It, our clients are paying us strictly for our expertise. And, and that's refreshing and something that we think everybody who ha- is working with an advisor should be working under that type of, of system um, because we think the best advice is, is, is likely to be unbiased in that environment. And we'd be happy to, without any charge, give you a, a basic overview. If you give us a call or email us and you want us to take a look at what you're thinking about or what your current portfolio looks like, um, please feel free to do so, and we'd love to help you out. And... Ultimately, if you speak to us and you see there's value and you want some help on an ongoing basis, we can talk about that as well. Okay. Sounds good. Back to the annuity discussion. Okay. I thought, um, so we've, we've covered the equity index annuities. Maybe we could talk briefly about another really common type of annuity, which is a, a variable, a deferred variable annuity. Um, and this is basically an investment product that allows you to um, defer any growth from taxes and... Um, uh, well, what you do is you would invest, you'd pay a premium to an insurance company, and then you would invest that money into um, a list of investment products that they offer. Mm-hmm. And um, that would grow tax-free, and then at a certain point, you'd be able to withdraw that money. Um, and then the, the reason it's an insurance product is because there's also a, some sort of life insurance component where uh, 
if you die during the a certain period, um, your your estate will receive um, the amount you contributed. And um, a lot of people find this appealing just because of the tax deferral, or maybe just because um, someone <clears throat> sold them this product. Uh, but there are a no, no, number number of problems with them. Um, one is that the investment options that they give you are a lot of times are high expense, high fee, um, generally actively managed mutual funds. Right. Um, another one is uh, they're they're not liquid. Um, if you need the money in two years, for example, you would have to pay some sort of surrender charge. And uh, the reason for that is the insurance company, when the product is sold, they'll give their sales agents a commission. You know, it could be 5%, 6%. Right. So if you withdraw your money after a year, they haven't had enough... <laughs> they haven't had enough years to to gouge you with those high investment expenses, <laughs> right? <laughs> like like the, the dentist. Um, so what they'll do is just okay. Well, now you're going to pay the surrender charge, um, and also you'll get dinged because um, the IRS. If you know, <laughs> what was that? Hang on, what was that one? The giant sucking sound. It was a hose. You're getting oh, hosed your hose. <laughs> I think it needs explanation. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. You also might get hosed by the IRS because if you do invest, <laughs> nice, Steve. Or or drilled, <laughs> hammered, hammered. Oh. <laughs> Go do, do do tell Steve. Uh, see if we can get to this minefield sound Steve. effects. <laughs> if you do invest on a tax deferred basis and you withdraw the money uh, before you're fifty nine and a half. Uh, I believe you have to pay a ten percent penalty. Uh, that's on top of the tax. On top of the taxes, yeah. So in in, in the tax deferred environment, the friendly tax deferred environment of your annuity, just to be clear here, any growth that occurs is on a tax deferred basis. That means when you take the money out, it is taxed as ordinary income, which for most folks is going to be higher than, than the, the current capital gains rate, which is fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're saying if you take it out before fifty nine and a half, you also pay a penalty on that to access the money prior to that age. Yeah. So you really have a lot of a lot of bad stuff going on. It could <laughs> hurt. And these these really are the details of this product. I mean, it, it doesn't sound bad. Hey, tax deferred growth. That sounds reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. But compared to what? Well, if you invest in a taxable account, another thing too. If you if the market you invest in money goes market goes down, your investments decline in value. You you have no opportunity to tax loss harvest those those losses when they occur in the side of the variable annuity, just like an IRA account. Mm-hmm. And so they don't won't they can't be used to offset future future gains. Exactly. So that's another drop. I think a huge drawback, mm-hmm. um, and uh, compounding the problems that you already have in the annuity, where you have very high expense, very usually a lot, lot less diversification available in those annuities as well. Mm-hmm. So to compound all factors. It really isn't uh, all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, they're liquid, high cost, and the tax advantages, once you really analyze it, aren't yeah. are probably negative actually. Right. I think a lot of people fail to realize how tax efficient a properly managed taxable account can be right. with, with someone who's actively tax loss harvesting, making sure only to incur long-term gains. Right. Um, you know, Larry Swedrow always, always uh, talks about every number, number of his books, and he always says that the, these type of variable annuities are often um, often sold, not bought. Mm-hmm. That just means that the only reason you really got it is because someone sold it to you. Mm-hmm. You don't go out as an investor uh, knowing what you're doing and buying and ending up in this type of environment. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. And I think with annuities, um, another risk that we haven't mentioned yet is that uh, versus you know buying a mutual fund, when you're investing in an annuity, uh, you're giving your money to an insurance company. And if that insurance company goes bankrupt or defaults, um, there's a risk there that you might not get your money back. So it's 
I mean, it's small. There are some sort of uh, investor protections for uh, depending on the state and the amount you invest. Mm-hmm. But it's um, definitely there's additional credit risks there that any investor should look into. Right, right. Whereas if you just own the investments, say through a regular brokerage firm, mm-hmm. where really those are your investments, regardless if the brokerage firm exists or not. Exactly. Like, you yeah. still own the investments directly. Right. Okay. Any other annuities type products that you want to talk about, Steve? Well, I mean, we've been pretty hard on annuities. Okay. Um, I thought we could talk about my my favorite annuity product, um, which is a, an immediate annuity. Um, it's definitely, it's not. When I say it's my favorite, it's it's not because I would suggest it to most investors. But I think versus whereas these other two products we talked about, I don't see anyone that it'd be appropriate for. Um, an immediate annuity you might be appropriate. You for can't dig anyone up. <laughs> I haven't met the person put, yet yeah, okay. that I would recommend to invest in uh, an equity index annuity. <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure we're clear on where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I stand. <laughs> All right. But um, just real briefly, an immediate annuity is um, one where you pay pay the premium to insurance company and then you get um, generally like a monthly benefit for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Starting immediately. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> All right. And so the, the the benefit is, yes, you are um, paying some fees to the insurance company, but at least in here the insurance company is providing you with something, which is um, protection against living a long time. Which so that uh, longevity risk. Longevity risk, they call exactly. In the biz. <laughs> no matter how long you live, you'll get your monthly check. Um, and so that's that's the kind of risk that's pretty hard to um, protect against with any other investment vehicle. Right. So um, now I don't. It's not exactly appropriate for everyone. For one, most of these immediate annuities uh, don't have any sort of inflation factor. Um, so you know, five thousand dollars a month might sound pretty good right now, but in twenty or thirty years, you know, maybe you won't buy a can of cat food. Um, <laughs> right, right. We Did don't you know. say cats here? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's important. And I, I looked into this too, where I actually got looked up quotes. There's some good places to find quotes on fixed annuities. And mm-hmm. in, in the inappropriate circumstances, I found that these are okay, a, a reasonable thing to do for some mm-hmm. folks. Um, now, I haven't made it where I've gotten paid on any of these things before, but I have recommended them in the past on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they certainly aren't right for everybody. And I think generally the older that you are, the more likely they are to be a, perhaps a better situation, mm-hmm. at least for a portion of your portfolio. Um, they can really provide some some stability and, and income on a regular, consistent basis that you're looking for and, and alleviate some, some market concerns sometimes. Exactly. And you can get uh, inflation-protected uh, and immediate annuities now, I believe. You can. Yeah, they're less available. And, but, so anyone, I would recommend get an inflation-protected annuity rather than the standard one. Yeah, Which means you'll probably take a... A lower immediate yield. That's correct. Yeah, um, and they have two different ways you can do it. You can have it fixed with this, just adjust with the CPI index, mm-hmm. or you can assign your own inflation adjustment. Mm-hmm. So let's say you are confident that inflation will only be two percent for the rest of your lifetime, or something. Mm-hmm. You might be happy with that relative to whatever the CPI ends up being. Mm-hmm. And just as a point of reference, I looked up a, a quote like, "What? How much could I get for an annuity now?" Mm-hmm. And um, so I looked it up. You know, I assumed I'm a 65 year old male. Um, you know, putting a million dollars in annuity. <laughs> um, for so, uh, if without inflation adjustment, I could get about seven point seven percent per year of my investment back. Um, hmm. So it sounds like a good return, but you're also getting your principal back, which you have to remember. Right. And it maybe or it would take um, 
about 13 years before you get all your money back. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's assuming no interest. We're going to need to take a quick break here. Oh. We're coming up on a hard break. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll finish up our talk on annuities and asset allocation. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, we're back. We're back at Empirical Investor Radio. We're going to wrap up our last segment of the show here. We've got about nine minutes left. We're going to finish up on our discussion about annuities. And uh, Steve, you had a couple of more points you wanted to, to make on. We were, we were talking now about the fixed annuities, right? Yeah, and I was just going over some quotes. Um, how much could you get from a from a fixed annuity, and I was using the example of a uh, 65-year-old male, and um, 
I just went to the Vanguard site. They have a nice tool where you can get quotes from another number of different insurance companies and, and rate them. And so the best, you know, for an annuity um, with no inflation adjustment would be 7.7% per year. Um, but, you know, like I said before, I would always recommend getting uh, an inflation adjustment annuity. And um, for one that adjusted to the consumer price index each year so that you always had a guaranteed real income, you could get about 5.6%. And so um, it would take about 18 years in order to get your money back on a, on a real basis. Um, so, I mean, for someone who's 65, um, you know, they have to live to 83 um, just to get their money back without any, you know, real growth. So Any real return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you're going to present this investment to most people, they'd be like, well, I'd rather have the liquidity of my own portfolio and just take the risks there. Um, but I think that that calculation changes as you get older. The the payment increases a lot, and so someone you know in their mid seventies um, might be a lot better deal. Right. Yeah, there seems to be some of the uh, like mortality credits there too, where you get a little extra kicker mm-hmm. um, because the 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 way that they calculate the life expectancies and the payouts tend to be a little bit higher relative to your... Yeah, when you're getting this yeah. this monthly payment, a portion of it is just investment income from the amount you you contributed, and the other portion is uh, the mortality credit, which is, um, you know, you're not going to live forever, so here's a portion of your principal back, for yeah. example. So the older you are, the less, you know, the less years you have in front of you, unfortunately, so you're going to get a higher portion of your principal back each month. So I think... Um, if we were talking about, hey, how, how would these fit into a, a plan? Um, my earlier comments, Ethan, Steve, were I get annoyed when anyone is trying to put somebody as into any one thing as a total solution right. to all their problems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're failing to address what may be all of the concerns or needs of the client or the investor into these products, particularly when they are getting a huge commission for selling it. You know, it, it seems to, the incentive there seems to make it that this is the solution to everything. You know, my back scratches. You should get an annuity. I mean, my back itches. Right. right. Uh, Ethan's knee hurts. Well, you should you be does. buying annuities. Um, <laughs> but, and so the idea is, well, hey, it's it may fit in. It, c- it can fit in and maybe in certain cases bring a certain amount of psychological benefit in addition to any economical analysis to an investor as a component of their portfolio. So, hey, I've got stocks, real estate, uh, publicly traded REITs, all these different ass commodities, uh, all the different types of stocks, some bonds in the portfolio. And, hey, you know, maybe I'd like to have a segment of this that provides me a stream of income that will go on forever that I don't have to manage, I don't have to worry about, particularly if we did use an inflation-adjusted uh, piece to that. Yeah, eliminates a lot of the inflation risk, right? But yet I still have another component of my portfolio that is there for growth mm-hmm. um, to help me replace you know, what I'm spending above and beyond the inflation rate uh, and just for general liquidity in case something pops up that I need more money. You know, if you annuitized everything, you better live within that budget, I guess. Is yeah, that, is that right? If you had, you had a fixed income, let's say you're retired, you're 75, you have Social Security. Maybe you're married with your spouse, so maybe you both have Social Security, no other pensions. You have some money in an IRA account or 
you know, even a taxable account. Maybe you got three, four hundred thousand um, dollars. Clearly, you wouldn't want to. I don't think you want to tie up your only liquid asset into a fixed annuity. Mm -hmm. Would you put the whole three or four hundred thousand dollars of your liquid assets into the annuity? Well, probably not. That wouldn't probably be wise. Maybe a portion of that would make some sense, and then you can be, you know, diversified on and include some equities on the other remainder that isn't in the fixed annuity. And then I think I, I see a benefit. Um, for a person who really doesn't have a lot of or any experience, doesn't know to go out and get some financial advice from an independent, you know, in a conflict-free kind of a zone, uh, it does make things very simple. I get a check. I don't have to worry about, you know, doing stupid things in the stock market and blowing my inheritance or my savings or, you know, what I've potentially spent a lifetime building. I mean, there, that, there is some benefit that I can see in that if you aren't willing to go out and get a professional to help you manage your, your investments. Um, and we, we often see way too much risk in people's portfolios because they don't know how to do it, mm. but they're too either afraid or they don't, they're fee adverse, so they don't want to get a professional involved. And in those cases, you know, it's not a bad choice or they're just not, they receive a large sum of money and they're just not responsible enough to handle it. Mm -hmm. So in yep. the case of a, you know, someone who's younger, um, or someone who's just doesn't have what it takes to effectively manage and budget their money, it makes everything pretty simple. Mm -hmm. We probably all have known family members or friends that this might be a good solution for them, yeah. um, just from the budgeting perspective of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think some things that I would be very uh, cognizant of are, hey, if I am getting this, how does it fit into my overall financial plan? Did I have a plan? And did I have that plan done by someone who doesn't get paid by selling me the products? So if you're walking in the door to a firm where, hey, we're, we're spitting out a financial plan and we recommend the annuity, by the way, I am going to get paid nicely, I would, I would need to have some kind of an independent, it's kind of like going to a doctor who gets paid not for the visit or the, on an hourly kind of basis, but gets paid by procedure. Um, and only if he can sell you some kind of a surgery. Would you like that, Steve? Would that make you feel comfortable? No. You know, the doctor doesn't earn a dime unless he actually gets you to agree to go under the knife or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you're coming in because maybe you got a headache or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, what we need to do is cut you open, see what's going on in there. <laughs> I don't know if I would feel comfortable in that environment. Mm -hmm. I'd kind of like to know that, He's generally making a reasonable income that doesn't <laughs> rely on him selling me some kind of surgery. Um, but that's just how I am. Maybe I'm a kooky guy. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts? Guys, we've got about a minute here hmm. on this topic. I don't know. I just would re reiterate what you basically said. I think it's important to make financial decisions within the context of your overall situation. And, and having somebody who's compensated vis-a-vis um, -vis selling products or placing products is probably not the best way to go. And that's exactly the type of, the majority of folks I think finally or actually get advice. I, I hear it all the time, whether it be at the banks or other things. It's, it's not a, not a commission-free environment. And I, I don't think you're going to find the best help if you're, you're working within that environment. And if, you're, if you are, I'd find somebody else who isn't. Mm. That'd be one of the most important things I'd advise folks. You know, if it isn't working with us, which I think is obviously a good idea, that's fine. There are other people who are, will, will provide conflict-free advice as well. And I, I would urge you to, to seek those people out. I like your style. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot, Stephen, for coming on. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. And uh, we'll be back again next week with more juicy tidbits. <laughs> thanks and have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you next week. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.